This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Naruto Uzumaki. Go Eagles! Comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, though my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah a happy philadelphian right now my city is very happy and of course that is because the philadelphia eagles won the nfc championships they are the nfc champions right now congratulations to them uh it's been a very surprisingly it's been quiet in my neighborhood so far uh, there's nothing I, I know downtown last night in, in down sports center has been maddening. It's been crazy, but, uh, in my neck of the woods last time they won and they beat the, uh, Patriots, it was like, it was like a block party. Of course that was pre that was pre pandemic. So, I mean, a lot of things has changed just that time, but nonetheless, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles and congratulations to all the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans out there, you know? This is uh and thank you to Molly Flanagan again for you know I trust me she she is a she's a class act because she is a Patriots fan and for her to do that soundbite that she did uh that took a lot <laughs> so thank you to her as well lovely 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 friend of mine uh Emmy award winning friend of mine but um we got some great things to talk about today. Our talk topic will be talking about the recently released movie on Netflix written by Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill, directed by Kenya Barris, called You People, starring Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Laura London, and I mean, just a host of, I mean, like Nia Long, Julia Louise Dreyfus, 
<laughs> David Duchovny, man, and, and just a host of other major awesome cameos in this thing. Um, I the minute I saw this and the minute I saw all the people that was in it, these are I'm a fans of every single person in this movie. So far be it for me to think and, and considering who is directing and writing this, this was like this can't fail. So we're going to talk about that, why you need to watch it, why you need to check it out. It's it's a really fun movie. It's a you know, Eddie Murphy's in it. He's a national treasure in comedy and pop culture. You just he barely does any wrong. I mean, he has done wrong before. Um, we won't go to, you know, Pluto Nash. We just won't go there. But nonetheless, he's had some bangers recently. And uh, I think there's a reason why you want to add this to the list of that. And uh, another discussion that we're going to talk about when in terms of love and who we love as well, because that's what it was all about, you know? So as a person with an inner who's in an interracial marriage, I think I'm more unqualified to talk about this as well. So we'll talk about that and our talk topic of the week, but we got some really fun news to talk about this week as well. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, folks, we're going to start off with some video game news. This is some last minute video game news that didn't make it on a select start video game podcast. So we're just moving it on here because this show is about everything. We celebrate all things anime, comics, movies, and games. So far be it for me to not talk about some video game news on this platform. And you know, there's always some leaking over after my show. This was one of them. Capcom actually just announced their latest commentator, the latest color commentator for this uh, new Street Fighter game they're coming out with. They, this game that they uh, think is gonna be a winner. After playing the demo, I think it's gonna be a winner as well. Via Trinidad will be the latest commentator, Pro Wrestling's Thea Trinidad. And if you don't recognize that name, you may recognize her by her WWE alias. She is also known as Selena Vega. She is an avid gamer, cosplayer. She is all about the culture, all about the actual, you know, she's full on nerd culture. If you watched her wrestle on WWE or anywhere or seen her in uh, like major conventions or whatever like that, she puts it on. She is a stunning looking woman. And then on top of that, she has the dopest costumes. Like she just don't, she just doesn't rely on her beauty. And that's what I love. She doesn't, she doesn't just rely on her beauty and just put, throw on something. She puts on a whole entire costume. And I believe she designs every costume that she makes. And if you go follow her, I believe she's back at Selena Vega again, because she's with the WWE. So I think you can follow her on Instagram, or whatever like that, but see her in cosplay mode she is awesome i mean absolutely awesome in there but capcom has recognized that and i think this happened during the time when she was released from the wwe there was a time when before vince mcmahon released from the wwe that he released a lot of other people and she was one of them on a chopping block and then she went under the name thea trinidad and i think they managed to grab her while they did this because i i don't know how, whether this is recent or not but She's under the name Thea Trinidad. She can't go as Selena Vega because that's a um, that name is trademarked under WWE. So she has to go by her name, but she still has a following and in, in, in popularity under the Thea Trinidad name. So people did recognize her immediately. But she's in the game. She's doing. She's voicing co uh, color commentary along with a host of others. Um, 
so i'm looking forward to that that's awesome that's this is the first major like big star name that they put on there and everybody else is an actual e is actually like really our, our actual esport commentary uh taters like um uh, stay uh tasty and uh tasty steven um oh, i forgot it. I for um golden boy yeah who are two of my like top favorites in there and then now it's the trinidad and they gave us a it showed us a glimpse you could go into capcom's official uh facebook page or twitter page and you can hear her and she sounds really good she sounds really fluid she i mean because she's legit into what she does she comes off very natural on here so i'm looking forward to that like again this is another reason why i am so glad <laughs> i got a chance to play the uh the demo to this the beta and uh also just i mean the beta alone was so tight you know and, and, and we talked about that with the uh forespoken demo because the forespoken demo it, it allows you to understand how the game is going to be played but visually it didn't look as good but then the when the real game came out the actual full game came out they fixed uh, they fixed on a lot of the things that the demo kind of lacked but capcom from the door on the beta felt very smooth very fluid um in, in its process and i look it convinced me enough like this game is going this game is going to probably be one of the games of the year or one of the it, it definitely will be the fighting game of the year <laughs> there are fighting other fighting games coming out but i don't think they're going to have the depth of what capcom is about to do with this thing this thing look the, all the things that you're going to be able to do in this game is going to be major and then added to that the commentary is just going to be awesome so um looking forward to that and again just we're just counting down into june here and i'm looking very much forward to that so and the hype continues apparently because no one saw this coming but saturday night live snl actually i guess worked with capcom on this and did a skit with michael b jordan featuring street fighter 6 there's i mean I, I get i know a lot of people don't myself included does not watch snl nowhere near like they used to nowhere near like it was in the 80s um even in the 90s but um you know still the fact that a video game kind of made its star appearance on a on a, something on a platform like snl that that's still something you don't you know really you don't turn your nose at that's still a big deal um I don't recall them ever doing a skit involving a video game before because that would have been shown already and um this was pretty not only that michael b jordan was a part of this skit and i know he's a gamer so i i, I, I it looks like capcom had a working relationship with them there was just one little problem with this skit but we'll talk about that so you know michael b jordan plays a voice actor that's supposed to be voicing ken and bowen yang who's a regular on snl played ryu and there's a reason why i had to emphasize on ryu's name because you know and yeah i'll tell you about it in a second but ryu uh was voiced by bowen yang and what happened was the adr director the adr voice director wanted to wanted them to be you know very tough in their sound and in, in, in their uh, fight sounds and everything michael b jordan did his thing but then when bowen yang's character started voicing ryu's character 
he was a bit, little bit more flamboyant in his battle cries and fights, sounds, and whatever. And the ADR director had to stop him because it was like, okay, Mike, Michael did his thing. He's good. But we need you to toughen up your... He said he didn't want to say masculine. He didn't want to be politically incorrect. But he wanted him to be a little bit more masculine, a little bit more tougher than doing it. But then it just got... It just went totally out of hand. It was, it was actually pretty funny. The skit was actually pretty funny. Um, and they kept, they kept trying to get him to toughen up his voice to sound like what you expect from sounds that were done by Ryu. And he was, and he kept saying like, uh, Bowen Yang's character was, he said like, yeah, I absolutely do, do sound like this in a real fight. He's like, you don't sound like that in a real fight. He kept trying to convince him that yes, he did. Until an angry voice actor, somebody came in and wanted to attack the uh, the director, which led to both Jordan and Bowen double teaming the guy while making the flamboyant battle cries, convincing the director that, oh, well, I'll be darned. You really can't, you really do make voices like that. So they ended up doing the Street Fighter game in that way. So this was actually a pretty funny, I think pretty funny and yet awesome way to advertise and promote a game that hasn't even come out yet. Like this is a really good hype deal. Now, granted, if they could, I would have preferred they probably do it in a in a show that has probably more viewers. I don't know how how many people view SNL now, but you could obviously t you obviously tell that they're catering to trying to target and attract a younger demographic. Now, here is the problem why they didn't, or here's the problem where they messed up, and they just came off like. Um, your father or mother trying to be cool, but, oh, but you know, failing miserably by doing so the guy, I don't know who it was the actor who played the ADR voice director of the problem was, and what took me away, took, um, you know, took me, uh, you know, away from the actual skit and really getting into the skit more was the ADR director kept calling Bowen's character Ryu, which is now pronounced Ryu. Like the problem is that like 20 years ago, 20, maybe 25 years ago into the 35 year history of Street Fighter, everybody used to say Ryu because that's kind of what we, the way we pronounced it, but not unbeknownst to us, that's not the right way to announce it. We learned later that it's pronounced Ryu and then that's not our fault either because some of the old anime movies used to say Ryu and I believe the USA cartoon also said Ryu as well so they they mispronounced the name too and some way somewhere along the lines we were told that no his name is pronounced Ryu because that's the way that they you know pronounce it in, J in Japan and certain letters that we say are a little bit are said a little bit different are pronounced a little bit different in japan not even a little bit it's pronounced differently in japan you know so i mean a's are like ah i's are like e you know um so the, the pronunciations are going to be different so it makes sense but if you're playing a director a voice director of all people that should know who who of all people that should know better and how to pronounce a name it should be the director because they're the ones that's supposed to direct you on how things pronounce so 
if you're a fan of Street Fighter or you're a fan of anime and you know one of the things, the cultural things that we do, the, the cultural appropriation that we do as fans is to appropriately pronounce things the way that they were meant to be pronounced. I mean, we can make mistakes every once in a while. We just have to learn from them, but we have to learn how to use them. So if you come off with a skit where you're playing a you know voice director, you need to pronounce the name right because you're the one that's actually pronounced the name right. And somebody, I think somebody in one of the threads said, um, you know, maybe they intentionally did it. It's possible, but it doesn't make sense that the director didn't do that. But other than that, the skit was pretty good. Um, Kyle Abair, who is the voice of Ryu, the actual voice of Ryu, friend of the show, you know, a good friend here, um, actually saw it. I don't know exactly how he felt about it. Um, I know he did a video of him, of his reaction to the video, but it didn't, it didn't actually, it, it, it was like he was playing angry to some extent, but I don't know how he felt about the, Oh no, he did. He did voice. He did um, get mad at the fact that the guy say Ryu instead of Ryu. And I, you know, it, it is one of those situations that it's like, yeah, if had they, I think if he had that, I think the skit would have been better, but it was still good. I thought that, I thought they did a, it was a, it was a really fun way to promote the, um, the deal, but it was one of the only blemish from that. But other than that, it's, uh, you can go check it out. It's on YouTube right now. It's, uh, it's actually pretty funny. It's actually for the what is worth. It's pretty darn funny. So go check it out uh, and just count down to June because it's going to be explosive. It's going to be a very explosive summer. Trust me. So uh, I guess keeping on with video game news in this case, The Last of Us. I didn't see yesterday's episode because there was so much going on, you know, with the uh, Eagles game and whatnot and all these other things I was watching. Um, finally got a chance to watch the uh, ROHJ Briscoe uh, celebration of life uh videos um video that they did uh and uh getting get a chance to watch the last of us i'm watching it today while i work but already two episodes in now i guess three and hbo max already renewed the series for a second season based on whatever stats and data that they got from the receptions that they got from the last two episodes and now the third uh, a lot of people are already memeing and, and posting and commenting about the third episode now. And uh, it already has it already has a second season. So for those who are, you know, excited about this series, you got a better another reason to be excited. It's a major success uh, at this point for it to not many. Not many shows. Get to be, you know, get to get announced as a second season, especially on their freshman year to get announced that they're getting a second season after a after only having two episodes that's major that is absolutely major so kudos to them for you know doing that also i should mention um the simpsons and family guy are both uh approved for two more seasons 35 and 36 of the simpsons is coming and uh two more i forgot how many seasons family guy did but they're they're in the mix too they're, they they've they haven't done as much as the simpsons but they've done a lot so they're getting two more um seasons as well i'm actually glad because simpsons is just it's good when they when they finally end that series it's going to be major like it's like how it was with cheer when cheers ended because people made a big deal about it when cheers and boston made a whole big deal about it when cheers ended um 
this one that's gonna be huge but that's gonna remain forever but I, I always feel like if the simpsons stay family guy has to stay as well because family guy actually let's be real family guy is a much funnier show especially in this day and age um so I, I was really awesome that they're actually staying here. I hope Bob's Burger stay too, because I, I love Bob's Burger. Bob's Burger is really good. The, the other show, um, The Great North, I'm not really a big fan of that one. I, I can't really. It's like The Great North to me is just on because it's on, but I can't. I, I can't get the comedy. I can relate a little bit more with Bob's Burger because it reminds me of a part of town here in Philly. And, and uh, it's like that Fishtown, South Street type of region. To me you know so i can I, I i there are actual people that i can see relate to bob's burger i don't know who the hell the great norse relate rely um relying on or relating to in this case i thought it was canada i forgot where they are but it, i thought it was really canada but i don't know if it is <laughs> so but nonetheless um the last of us has really impressed a lot of people and mostly a lot of casual fans like myself have really gotten into it now I still am not yet ready to want to play the game. I'm, I'm not at that point, but watching the actual show is intriguing. I told um, my man Boris Aguilar, I was on uh, the uh, his Rampage Ramble podcast uh, just recently oh, for uh, Sunday night's main event on TSN radio. And I told him we talked about a little bit about the uh, the game aspect of it. And I'm like, no, you know what? If y'all guys are saying, if a lot of you are saying that this show is very accurate, and if it's actually accurate, if I watch the actual full show and series, does that mean I actually beat the game? <laughs> I'm calling it. I'm claiming it. So <laughs> there. So kudos to them. I'm looking forward to checking out uh, episode three. And uh, I was told to bring tissue, so uh, let me be prepared for that. It's the Walking Dead all over again. Damn it. So. Speaking of damn it, Justin Rowland. He's been in a big talk. He's been in the, uh, the zeitgeist lately. He's been on the internet, unfortunately, for really bad reasons. Um, he's out as the voice of Rick and Morty. IGN also reports that he resigned from the game development studio known as Squanch Games, who is uh, currently working um, on the game High on Life. In any event that the controversy, um, he uh he's i don't i don't know um he's been charged with some things that he uh did recently that told wbd and told you know cartoon network like no we're out we're gonna re they're now going to uh recast the voice of rick and morty and that's going to be interesting he's the co-creator of rick and morty so um this is sad this is absolutely sad this is like right up there with um the, the Rena Stimpy situation. I mean, for those who don't know or do know or remember, you know, Bob Camp, he was a guest on the show a long time ago. Um, but there was some situation with his co-creator who, at, I believe, admittedly was dating a minor and, and stuff like that. And, and it became a major issue and it kind of crumbled the legacy of Rena Stimpy to an extent. Like it hasn't to... to not state because they removed him bob camp is still on board with the show so it's not fully gone but this is the situation too Just, justin rollin became a you know he became a household name and rick and marty became one of the most popular you know animated shows 
in years, you know? And it's really sad to see him get through this. Whatever he's going through, I hope that he uh, he he gets help. He, uh, you know, he becomes healthy in the realm. I don't know if the drinking aspect played a factor. I remember watching, I think I watched behind the scenes of him a while back and they were showing, cause you know, there's certain episodes you can see, you can tell that he's actually drunk because he did the idea was that he was the episode was supposed to be him just freelancing the whole entire thing and you know um improving the entire scene ad libbing it or whatever or whatnot and i think it's episodes when um they watch cable all the time so behind the scenes they showed him actually drinking while doing this because the idea is that it's like whatever comes out of his mind and mouth is going to be funny so he's he, he's gonna be in, you know incoherent <laughs> to and it actually worked but a part of me was like how much does he do that and how bad is it going to be well i don't know if it plays a factor i'm I, i'd be willing to probably say it does maybe but now he's in a bad situation and uh you know honestly i wish him the best in whatever he's going through i hope he you know i hope he sees what's happening and because come on man when you get to this level it seems, it seems like for some reason when people get to a certain level and status some people can't handle it it's it's not an easy thing to handle to be honest um you know I, i'm not going to come off and say that it's easy because i haven't gotten to that status and none of us who are listening have probably gotten to that status but it's not a easy probably that type of fame having that much money and that much prestige and fame it's it's probably not as easy as people think and I, I hear a lot of people always say that you know i would never do that you know if i did, if i had this much money i would never do that if i was this famous i would never do that i can all right if you're that famous you do have a means of saying that you're not going to do this and it's possible that you may not but it's easier said than dumb but you know when you say that you would never do this if you had money especially if you don't have financial literacy or whatnot and you don't know how to handle money properly and you've never had that much money before and you never had that much fame before as well and you combine those two together it's not as easy as you think people you don't think that those people thought and said the same thing that all these celebrities thought and did the same thing a lot of time it comes to having you know to you know being raised right and being raised with moral and ethics and value and if you don't have that a lot of times your direction can go crazy especially if you hang around the wrong people especially people who don't look out for your best interests it can happen it is easily happen so you know hopefully he you know hopefully things will turn out better for him he will hopefully he'll see the error of his ways and hopefully he'll work hard to make amends and if that happens people need to allow other people when they get into situations like this or anything to give him a chance to change give him a chance to you know we just had the situation with uh jay briscoe for wrestling fans and the idea that wbd was not going to allow him to be acknowledged because of the controversy that he did a while back like years ago but he's changed since then and they didn't look at his body of work since you need to allow people to grow we are humans we we've always up until re, up until recent in this generation we've been allowed to make amends and we've been allowed to prove our you know that we you know that we're sorry that we that we can you know do better 
but lately with this cancel culture and everything this this overly obsessive cancel culture not everybody it's been it's like people are cancel happy the minute that somebody does something wrong you're canceled without even getting given a chance to you know do right to you know to really prove that you're that you're sorry to really prove that you change because people are capable of changing but people the the, the cancel happy people they want to just immediately get rid of people and the thing is is that a lot of it stems from them being too afraid to allow people to change and i know that for sure because i i have trust issues myself i have real like i have i have a therapist for this now <laughs> i have trust issues because of this warranted mind you but i still try to allow people to prove i i have no problem with you know seeing people prove that they are you know they have changed and they've bettered themselves because i had to do it myself so let's see what happens with him let's see if he changes it's going it's not going to happen in a day it's not going to happen in the snap of a finger but let's see how the progress goes you know long, long time to breathe right now so we'll see all right moving on to my thoughts on shazam fury of the gods which is kind of i gotta admit i'm getting a little excited about this i'm getting a bit interested in this movie because i've said it all the time in, in previous show in previous episodes and in the review wasn't too particularly happy about the first movie mostly because of their depiction of philadelphia and or this what i what i now the only way i i i can enjoy watching the first shazam is to condition my mind to think to understand like this is not your earth this is earth three philadelphia <laughs> that's the only way i can really like this is not earth one we're living in earth one philadelphia right now where in earth one philadelphia gino's or pat steaks is not the best steak around that is the tourist pick for best steak there are many other steak places that fill it actual people in philadelphia prefer but in earth three earth three gino steaks and pat steaks are considered the best fine i dealt with that along the other things of the septibus not really being a septibus and other trademark things and irked me I've seen so many films that were actually filmed in Philadelphia and showed some of the monument uh, monuments of Philadelphia. No, this director decided to say it's Philadelphia, but film out outside of Philadelphia. It was I'd never. I'm like, this is typical DC films, not stu studios. It's different films. You know, situations like why would you not film Philadelphia? I don't understand. I just don't understand that. But this one in particular is it's going to be awesome um i mean it looks like it's going to be awesome let me just say um they're facing the daughters of atlas helen in the mirror plays uh hespera and they made her look like a badass the way that she kicked shazam uh you know shazam to the wall it's like no joke um lucy lou is going to be in there lucy lou always makes a great villain she's playing calypso rachel zegler is athena so they're gonna face off against the um the uh shazam family or team or whatever and i liked what they did with it i like the use of the on the trailer i like the use of um drake in here hopefully no kanye will be played at all in this movie hopefully they'll learn their lesson from black adam it's like the one thing that was like cringy about the black adam movies like they play power i'm like Ugh. it's kind of right on the nose 
<laughs> but this looks interesting. I am going to check it out. I am going to review it when it comes out. And uh, that will be that. But also, um, I will also mention the Super Mario Brothers trailer as well. And it came on yesterday during uh, the NFC Championship game. They showed another clip of uh, Mario facing Donkey Kong. I believe Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong which I think is a great choice and it is awesome. He got the, uh, and they also showed him using the, I forgot what they call it in the game, but it's the cat suit that he uh, plays and Donkey Kong is laughing at him for getting the kitty suit and then he just takes him out. But before he did, Mario lunged at him and it did nothing happen. He face palmed him, he kind of, you know, face slammed him into the ground and to begin to do the greatest ground and pound I've ever seen in either cartoon or in in real life in MMA. It was brutal. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. I'm looking so looking forward to this when it comes out of April. And uh, I'm saying, I, like I said, I'm not wearing my my red uh, Mario cap until I, until I go and I didn't wear any of the shirts either until uh, I'm going to the to premiere of this. I'm, I'm ready for it. So. All right, I think this is the last thing I will be talking about, and that is out on Netflix right now, Record of Ragnarok. If you're a fighting game fan, you will be remiss not to go check this out. This is the second season. This is an awesome, freaking crazy, awesome fighting tournament series. So for those who didn't know, or last time I reviewed this, the tournament it, there's a tournament to determine the fate of human of uh, the human race and it continues in season two the gods council gather every millennia to decide whether mankind remains or face armageddon a valkyrie by the name of Brun, um, brunhilda suggests that a tournament be held to allow humanity a chance to live and to prove themselves the gods decide to face against humankind's best in history not just the best recent in history. So they go back in time, they get all these, you know, historical people, like legit people in, in history, but their own depiction of it. And it's a seven out of 13 match tournament. And this tournament drags. It's like, if you ever watch any tournament series or tournament saga and anime, you know, every fight lasts at least three episodes. This is the same thing. The biggest focus in this episode, um, and each, and I, I, I need to mention this before I even continue, but um, each human participant is granted a Valkyrie and the Valkyrie can become a very, like they can turn themselves into a very powerful weapon uh, that is tailored for each character. So this particular season, they focus on Hercules versus Jack the Ripper. And Brunhilde, is, Brunhilde and Hercules are related in some way, but Hercules is on the side of the gods. Even though he's part human, he decides to take on a god. So in order for her to, you know, combat somebody as powerful as Hercules, she had to find somebody as cunning to take him out. And she felt as much, even though she regret doing it and she didn't want to do it, she decided to pick Jack the Ripper to do this. Because at the end, it's just to say, it's for the sake of humanity, regardless of what she thinks of Jack the Ripper. And this is a really interesting fight. Jack the Ripper is very cunning. He's kind of like Batman in a sense where, you know, it's like this is a Batman versus Bane fight. Like Bane is a way more powerful, you know, character, but Batman is the most cunning 
and savvy of the bunch so he finds ways but also we get a bit of a flashback episode of how jack the ripper became jack the ripper and such and i believe we get a flashback of hercules as well along the way so it stretches out majorly and then um we also we also get buddha who appears and like it, it's really crazy like they, when i say gods and humans they really have gods of different varieties and humans and whatnot in here so you know buddha who i believe is kind of working with the humans at, at, you know at the will they you know they've the gods found out and they tried they wanted to try to take him out so that's the whole situation there but the focus right now is really it's a the, the show is it's so over the top <laughs> it is so freaking over the top right now i highly recommend like if you're a fighting game fan like i am think of this as like um if you're old school gamer from the playstation one era battle arena to shinden it kind of gives you that vibe you know the battle of the fighting gods type of thing so um this is so worth checking out i love like if you if you watch on netflix baki and um there's another fighting you know um anime that's out there too but if you like you know the baki type of deal you're gonna love this and if you love street fighter and tekken and soul caliber and all that stuff this is all right up your alley because this is exactly what they're doing this is exactly how they play which leads me to wonder why the hell hasn't been any video games or whatnot made based on this at least not yet and god this is this this anime screams arc system works so badly <laughs> so we need to see that and we need to see that now go out of your way check it out it's on netflix watch the first season all the way to the second season this i this show should last quite a bit i hope that it stays i hope it doesn't, it doesn't get canceled support this anime before they cancel it because they claim that anything successful doesn't get canceled i'm pretty sure we could debate that but nonetheless it's out now go check it out and folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i'm going to review and talk about you people kenya barris and jonah hill working together with a awesome cast to create a really cool conscious comedy so we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of the movie called You People, which is out now on Netflix and released on Friday, I believe. And it is a movie brought to us by Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill, two people I never thought would even come together, and they did. 
with an awesome movie. They wrote, the, they co-wrote the movie together and Kenya Barris directed it. Kenya Barris, as I mentioned, uh, or if you don't know who he is, he's been known for a lot. He's wrote a lot of awesome series throughout the years, but his, you know, claim to fame is blackish and grownish which is uh still running now the new season's running right now um mixedish which he came out with as well uh black af is another series that he did on netflix but i think they canceled it which i hated because that show was so funny but nonetheless he was able to get this movie out and the movie stars oh none other along with jonah hill eddie murphy Laura London, Nia Long, Julia Louise Dreyfus, David Duchovny are pretty much the main, you know, people of this movie. And the movie, the story of the, the movie, it's a, this is a comedy about interracial love and how these two are going to get their families to come together in, in unison. I kind of have that situation myself, but not nearly as bad as what they have. And there's reasons why, you know, I'm, I'm in an interracial marriage myself um i'm you know african-american my wife is from india um you know so but she's adopted you know she her parents adopted her from india so that's the whole family my whole family tree is can also be a movie as well but <laughs> here nor there but nonetheless the situation here is that you know this the, each person has their family backgrounds and you know the story of this is Ezra, played by Jonah Hill, and Amira, played by Laura London, are a couple with contrasting cultural backgrounds trying to bring their families together. Ezra, Ezra's family tries to, like, they literally try too hard, while Amira's family doesn't try hard enough. The two try their best to unite the clashing cultures to maintain their love and happiness. And that's pretty much the premise. I mean, we've seen, you know, movies like this before, but I think with the vision of Kenya Barris and how he brings comedy and perspective to his movies and TV shows, it really helped out here. So you got, you know, if you love Blackish, if you love what they, what he did with Blackish, and it was great comedy, but he also had some conscious, you know, thought, uh, thought, um, I, I want to say thought provocative, provocative. It's, it's really, you know, conscious comedy that we have, that makes us think about the way we think about our society, our culture, and, and, and more. You know, it's because of his show that we learned about Juneteenth. You know, that that Juneteenth has become a holiday. He 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 gets full credit for that. He, him and the cast gets full credit for making that happen. So, I mean, of all people to really bring this type of subject out, is definitely him. And he did it so well. And Jonah, him and Jonah Hill wrote a really well-written movie with some with a hell of a cast here um the, the i mean not only were they in there but he also brought in a lot of you know blackish favorites as well and, and some other great surprises in here um to this like i said um jonah hill plays urzra laura london plays amira eddie murphy plays akbar who's the father to amira nia long plays uh fatima who is the white you know mother to amira as well julia louise dreyfus everybody loves elaine or the vice president from veep if you will but um she plays the, she plays uh ezra or jonah hill's mother shelly david duchovny plays the father and my goodness for the time that david duchovny is on air he's just a straightforward he's straightforward funny almost deadpan funny in here it, it's what he does in here because it's david duchovny and you're not used to seeing him doing the things that he does in here but we'll talk about that in a minute 
it made for some great moments and some memorable moments because you know david duchovny from the you know x-files from californication from you know if you're old school like that red shoe diaries you know back in the day i was a kid watching red shoe diaries yeah that's a whole nother discussion folks but nonetheless you know who this guy is from you know what he's famous for and to see him do what he does and still have that really straightforward cool you know richard gear like type of you know vibe and swag it was just funny to see it was just hilarious to see other appearances in here where uh we seen anthony anderson dean cole both from blackish travis uh bennett from i am dave meet one of the funniest and most methodical comedians of this generation sam j if you have not watched sam j's comedy and uh as well as you know what she did um on her show on hbo max i believe she was one of the writers for snl as well but she is so dope and and so in so many ways so for her to be on here she plays um ezra's uh you know partner in crime her like pretty much her best friend uh his best friend but also they do a podcast together and you know they do a podcast about like hip-hop culture and all this stuff because he grew up you know ezra's jewish but he grew up in hip-hop you know uh, you know as a kid so he loves hip-hop like that he loves the, he loves the culture so he's been in you know he's been adopted in a lot of ways into the culture so they decided to do a podcast together which is very interesting i might add that they do this so you know those two that was one of the key moments for me watching this and I'll, let's talk about the key moments here um you know those two wanting to you know she goes she plays the character mo too um ezra and mo wanted to do a podcast together to talk about the culture and everything and how that it it was one of my it was one of my, it was one of the things i liked in terms of storytelling and story and character development but also one of the things that i hated because they you know of course when you do movies you only have a certain amount of time to see evolution of things and for by the way if you haven't watched this movie yet go watch it first and then come back here because i'm going to talk about this movie in depth so there will be some spoiler moments even though this is not really a spoiler movie per se people get a little edge about you know certain plot points being talked about but i'm just giving that warning now i'm about to go deep in this with this with the key moments so hold off and then come back but the idea that they started a podcast from the ground and then they eventually made and got the podcast part of me because i do it it's like okay how did it get to this level and then he got it's like a part of me it was like there was a whole gap missing of jonah and mo um and ezra or urza and mo getting from part a to part b but there's that cd that you know i was like how did they get to that point to this point in just a few months and now they became joe rogan level <laughs> just a few months i'm like how did i mean is it is it you know did did mo work on urza's white privilege to get that point it's like what the hell is if that wasn't explained i wish that was a little bit a little more explained to how they got to this point to that point but um they did eventually but it, it, and here's the thing too urza was he's a he's a he he was a financial uh manager or whatever like that or, or i think an accountant or whatever like that i know it sounds a cliche to for that to be you know in terms of um they always you know accountants and in, in um i mean jewish um community and accountants or whatever like that but that's the premise that they made it off but he didn't want to do that 
he wanted to he he had a lot of faith in doing podcasting with mo and talking about the culture and they really felt that they can you know invest and really do that people a lot of people because it's podcasting they didn't think that they, uh it was something that you know was uh fulfilling will if you will uh or lucrative for that matter and they proved them wrong i mean that was the only good part about it but there was such a gap in the process of them doing it <laughs> and i know i know you can't go into too much detail about that but something a little hint of something for that matter but nonetheless they made it happen and uh it was pretty awesome because it, it's one of those things that's like the video game industry years ago in the 90s and the 80s when, when nintendo came out and sega was doing their thing and, and the rise of it people that could not see video games being something as a, a career you know parents cannot see that but when we get to the playstation era and playstation start growing and, and, and video games start growing and when the cinematic aspect and the hollywood aspect of video games came in people started seeing that there is something to it but when esport came out that's when you started saying like all those years you say play, playing video games wouldn't amount to anything now people are getting sponsorships and they're getting paid for it so I guess that one of the key things about this aspect of the movie is don't doubt anybody. Don't doubt what they do because there, there are people going to prove you wrong and, and, and tell you that like, you know, when you, it's not going to be lucrative. It's because you're in your mind, you can't think big enough to believe that that can happen. But there are people who are big enough to, you know, who minds big enough to say that they, they can make that happen. And in this case, Urza and Mo did. They had the right planning to do it. Now, just stop with just, people. Literally, just stop with doubting people, because you your mind is limited to the understanding of people doing it. Doesn't mean they do. Just so keep supporting people's path. Now, to their credit, his family did support him. His family did support him. Amira did support him. Nobody doubted him. And I thought that was awesome in this part. They had a, he had, a, for the most part, he had a pretty uh, great support system towards just leaving his established, you know, career to do something a little bit more adventurous like this, because that's what he was happy doing. And I totally get that. I totally, I watched this with my wife and I'm so glad that I did because, you know, I th a lot of what they were doing here, we kind of got into that conversation too, with me just leaving what I was doing for 10 years working in corporate and doing the same thing. So I can relate to, you know jonah hill's character in this case when doing it and i left in i left left in 2015 after 10 years because i just wasn't happy and they weren't trying to do anything to make me happy and i was doing working my ass off to do it but there were other things that i felt that like i needed to find my worth elsewhere and i needed to have fun and i need to love what i do so they you know he went and did it and i you know i did that ages ago and it, i never looked back never looked back and you know I never had to work another place like it since my wife now, you know, runs her own business and never have to, you never had to do it since because we put together a good plan of things that now she, she is working full time at her, at, 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 in her career now doing it. So, you know, I love that they focused on that. Another part of the, another key moment is, um, Amira wanting to work for a top fashion design company and they were digging her. Oh, again, another character from blackish was in that scene too i forgot his name but he's uh he's been on other shows too but the scene where it was the scene where amira was um you know inter getting interviewed 
for a position in a fashion uh for a fashion company they liked her they seemed to have liked her work but then they came to the conversation of her you know they thought that she was going to harvard they, they thought that she uh graduated from harvard and in fact that wasn't the case she you know told him she actually said that she worked for she went to school for at howard and i think that's where the mix-up came so howard for those who don't know is one of the most prestigious hbcus in history it's one it's one of the most elite hbcus and um historical black colleges and universities that you can go to um but regardless of that there's parts of our country that don't see that there's a parts of it, especially the people in harvard because harvard is like mostly predominantly white um you know attended school uh with a again it's a sea of salt sprinkled with a you know specks of pepper <laughs> okay so i mean some black people actually have graduated from harvard not everybody the percentages is way off on that note but because she didn't graduate from harvard that was the, here's the thing because she didn't graduate from harvard that was the reason why they thought that she did but uh, there was some impliedness to this scene it was saying like okay was it because she was from harvard or was it because she was black and it could be either or, or both in there but either way this is one of the things that we had a hard time you know this is just part of it of the movie to me was it hit me because this is the same situation where no i didn't go to howard nor uh, uh howard nor harvard but graduating with high with high honors i graduated um you know cum laude i was on the dean's list um unbeknownst to me i wasn't even trying to be on there but i was just working my ass off to the point that i ended up being on there and i ended up graduating cum laude and every time on my in my office right now i'm looking straight at my um you know alpha sigma lambda um certificate that i got along with my degree and i can see them be proud of it i could try to get a job in that field because of who i am or because of what i am to them i don't get it regardless of how qualified i am hence why i left my job for 10 years because regardless of how much i prove that i am capable and qualified they didn't want to pay me anymore and they didn't want to see me as anything more than what they wanted to see me and i felt like no i was i'm worth way more than that and my wife agreed and we decided to bounce and now some of the some of my old staff members and managers who are connected to me on social media see what i'm doing now and they try not to they try to ignore it still because they don't want to they don't want to admit that they're wrong okay so i mean it it's i i, I a lot of people can relate to this scene and she was frustrated she was extremely frustrated and you know there's the scene where there's a scene where um urza wants to try to help her but he doesn't understand by trying to help her by using his white privilege to get connections that's not going to help you know we as a culture the last thing we want to do is get help this is why i never joined a fraternity because i want to be seen for what for, for my ability not based on who i know that's because you, you, your value to that is going to be shallow and even hollow you don't want that the people don't want that at least people with dignity and and and, and you know with any sense of dignity would want that 
I really like because again, I, I'm glad my wife and I were watching it together because now she understands. And I think she kind of did, but not really. And it, you know, seeing a movie like this that really kind of focused on that was something that to me really got to see it in, in another, you know, perspective of it. And it's just something that's like, you want to go on your own merit. You want to be able to say that, like, you did it because they thought you were quality enough. They thought that you were worthy enough because of your abilities and skills. And that's why I never really like to get, you know, I like to network. There's one thing to network, but network based around your, your skills and your own abilities, but not based on who you know or what your connections is. Because that's the problem that we've been having forever is just like, they're not hiring us because we are qualified. They're hiring us solely because of our color or our credit or what we don't have or what we're not. And that's not right. So I'm glad that, you know, Kenya and, and, and Jonah wrote this scene out because it was just, it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about enough, but it does happen. I've lived it, you know? So another key moment, which was really funny. The first, the first, the family's meeting for the first time, which led to Akbar losing his Kofi, uh, his Kofi, um, after Shelly mistakenly burnt, uh, the Kofi once owned by Minister Louis Farrakhan. And you knew when I knew when Eddie Murphy mentioned that, that he told a story about it and they got into the situation because, you know, Louis Farrakhan, uh, you know, for those who know, Louis Farrakhan is a wise man, but he's also a very controversial man. Like he says some things that are on point, but he also says some things that are like people may not, you know, necessarily agree with in a sense. One of which is his, is his situation about the Jewish community. And this is where Shelly, AKA uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, you know, had a little bit of issue and they were trying to keep the peace within this and you know things are going to clash the thing about it is that the, the funny thing about it and i think the whole premise of this movie is to you had a jewish family and a african-american family both cultures who went through some really traumatic situations and it's always a situation this is the part I, it's unfortunate but it always is is that these cultures have competitions with each other as to who who's, who's been more oppressed and you know it kind of safe to say that african-americans were more oppressed simply on a measure of that we're still going through systemic issues meanwhile the jewish community still has generational wealth and they still aspire and they still able to get by and through um most of society up into even still up to this point they're, they're still flourishing whereas we're still struggling to create our generational wealth because our generational wealth has been taken from us throughout the years the white house from right down to the white house on and you know if you look at the history it speaks for itself in terms of this country not you know we, we we're still struggling in this case um we still go through suffer through systemic racism and you know i would say secret and shadow forms of oppression here um but with that all being said the part that we should really focus on is not a matter of it being competition is that we've both been through some hard times. Our families have been through our hard times. Our generations have been through some hard times. This is a point where we need to work together because we all both, we, we, we all understand oppression. We all understand hard times. We all understand racism and, and, and other 
you know, acts of hate for this matter. It's not a comp. It should not be a competition. Whether, you know, the fact that one had to go through another, it shouldn't be a factor. We all have been hurt in some way. We all need to work together to make sure we not hurt again. And then we're working together again. And that goes to the, the, um, the Latino Hispanic community as well. You know, all of us had some trials and tribulations. It's not a matter of who had it more. Women have gotten, have been through it as well. You know, women of all have been through it as well. We need to stop focusing on who has it more. So, cause I think the idea is that whoever has it more needs to be catered to first. And again, if that is the case, African, African American culture and community does need to be helped first because We've been going through it for years in this country and we're still going through it now. If we break through that, yes, I think we should break through everything else. Or how about we all work together and just break the hate and start working together to create growth for everybody? Because that's what America was originally supposed to be. This was the idea of America, that we all flourish in some point or other, that we all find generational wealth in our own kind. But there's a lot of political aspects to it that stops us from doing that and because of it there's so much divide because of it that's pretty much what this movie kind of focuses on as well this is one of the scenes that kind of did that but it does it in a very funny way so and let, there we go we're going to talk about david duchovny now so the straight laced david duchovny who also is married to shelly his his character that he play he plays um ours uh father and those two him and shelly try to connect with amira and her families all the time but he does so they try they do so by trying so hard she um she basically she basically tries to like connect by saying that she knows she's the she's the the white mom or the white person who says i i have friends i have black friends that type of person but she goes so extra with it it is hilarious then david duchovny also does it too because he has a fan he is for some reason he has a fandom for exhibit the minute that he sees amira's you know braids it for some reason it you know exhibit comes to his mind and he says i love this exhibit you remember the show pit my ride and all this stuff but then he goes even deeper because urza and shelly and his mom goes into another room because she he tries to tell her you don't have to go that far you don't have to go even though there are parts of the movie when he does the same thing when he's around akbar but then they come back into the room and they already come as they come into the room they hear his father singing and you immediately recognize the song as john legend's no ordinary people and he's singing that to her he's doing he knows the entire song and everything but he has no he's tone deaf he i mean not just the fact that what he says but also how he sings and it is just completely hilarious to hear david duchovny sing and play the piano while singing the lyrics to no ordinary people it is priceless so it is hilarious another key moment akbar tries to punk out ursa by taking him to the barber shop in the crip side of town while wearing a red hoodie it is hilarious and this is the part where we see um anthony anderson who plays a barber which i find is very significant because one of his claims to fame before he became you know the anthony anderson and before he became you know andre johnson of blackish he was the character on barbershop the original barbershop movie the first barbershop movie so 
really funny that he's playing a barber here and it's hilarious it's so awesome to see but it's also a nod all these characters from blackish is just a nod to blackish to, to fans who loved that series for so long it was a great nod to that um we also see dean cole in here you know at some point because he's a wedding planner uh that akbar and um fatima hires because they hire two different um wedding planners you know um Shelly and her father hires one from their side and then they hire him and i was like really you picked him so uh omar epps i should i didn't mention omar epps um not omar epps uh, mike epps who plays akbar's brother in here too so he's he's hilarious in here too but he then um took him to the court after taking him to the um to the barbershop and the deal was he wanted to, you know, he wanted to catch him in a, in, a, in a lie that he made about uh, Langston Hughes court or whatever like that, that he attended, which wasn't true, but somehow, some way he wanted to catch him on it. He took him to the, he took him to the court to go play ball with, the, with like, like a bunch of big dudes to see how he would handle. And his idea was that he was going to put him on blast on social media and it actually turned it, it 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 really um turned away from akbar because what basically happened is that we found out that urza actually has some skills and after getting knocked down and all the stuff the dude came back up and started balling for real and he impressed the court he he pulled a woody harrelson from white man can't jump pretty much even did a like a three-point shot walked away and boom and banged it so he came up to akbar was like yo that was a lot of fun and everything so he kind of akbar lost on this point but then he later on he continues to antagonize um enza by um let's say urza or enza i'd probably say enza let me see no it's ezra that's what it is ezra my notes is wrong i've been saying urza for the longest time is ezra but i digress he uh he continues to antagonize ezra as um he and his son join him and his friends to the bachelor party in vegas this is where we find out that Ezra did coke with his friends for prior year gatherings and such like that. It was hilarious. He did not have any fun at all. It was uh, it was really crazy. The other side of this is that Shelly and her daughter, played by Molly Gordon, joins the bachelor party only to be, you know, only to mistakenly snatch one of Amara's girlfriend's wigs off. So that was a disaster again. And that was, you know, Shelly again trying to in her own way try to communicate with her but it comes off condescending and it came off a little bit inappropriate a lot inappropriate actually and it just ends up being a bad situation I should add that um Shelly's daughter who played who, um what is it uh Liza Eliza uh, um she actually is she's actually a lesbian but she wants to she's She's all through the movie is that she's like trying to shoot her shot with um with Ezra's uh Omera every every soldier so it's like but she can't because her mom keeps embarrassing her every type of way so she can't even get down like that so there's a part in the movie in the key in a really key moment where both Omera and Ezra confronts um both their parents uh like Omera confronts Shelly Ezra confronts Akbar and they finally you know just explode they express their issues with them um both and it just led to those two breaking up 
uh, at the actual recital at the uh, wedding party. And it was like a few months. This is the part where a few months later and all of a sudden the podcast, they went from the normal podcast where they got a following till they end up being an actual studio and then Joe Rogan level now. And I was like, wow. And he's, there's a part where he's talking about, you know, he's talking about on a podcast, how, you know, because him and Mo had this conversation, uh, prior to them getting in a new studio and all the stuff that they ended up. You know, they, he, Mo was talking about how like white people and, you know, black people have really how hard it is for them to really connect because white people will always be the the man in that relationship who did them wrong and you can't forgive what what they did. It was it was something of that analogy to the point. And at this point, Ezra pretty much said, you know, you were right all this time. Now, it's not of course, it's not going to end that way but they might they find a way to you know make it work in somewhat way but in in mike epps um you know character talked to akbar and say like you was pretty hard on him and all this stuff and you know akbar was trying to make it seem like it was only because of the vegas situation when he's been hard on him way prior to and had to remind his and mike epps character had to remind akbar that like you were young at one point. You did some things that you did your parent that um her parents probably wouldn't be proud of either. So you gotta get this dude some slack. You know? Um, so it turned you know her and him and Shelly kind of got into a you know a moment of clarity and they end up working things out. And you know, I'll just leave that to the rest of it. But let me just tell you this movie, it's a great comedy. It is an awesome modern comedy done greatly written greatly by kenya barris and uh and jonah hill i don't know how those two got together i would love to see the behind the scenes of how they got together and then for them to cast this illustrious cast that they did it's nothing short of not, like eddie murphy is the is the pivotal moment of this whole entire thing i'm looking at this and i'm looking at these young um these young kids and they're working alongside one of the greatest comedians of all time like you talk about there's a mount rushmore above that mount rushmore in the pinnacle of it is eddie murphy not just black comedy comedy in general he's the reason why the kevin hart's the dave chappelle's the wanda sykes all of them he is the reason why even it, it, the george carlin's all of them. like he's the reason why these guys are in stadiums right now because he was one of the first to really have stadium or you know he had rock star status when Eddie first came out, you know, and nobody was no comedian was rock star status until Eddie was like that. That cannot be debated at all. Like in the 80s in wrestling, there was Hulk Hogan. When it was comedy, when it was music, it was Michael Jackson and second by Prince um, females. I guess it was it was Madonna, Cindy Lauper, you know, icons, if you will. Um, in comedy, it was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was the end all be all in the eighties in the nineties. Um, so to have a guy of his caliber in this movie to do this and didn't have Nia Long and all that stuff. And it, it's just, it was just tremendous. And then on top of that, you got Julia Louise Dreyfus, who's an icon in her own right, you know, with Seinfeld and such. And, um, and she's been awesome. Not just in Veep. Um, the fact that she's Valentino in a Marvel Cinematic Universe and then she plays this character. 
she does she's so i'm such a big fan of julia louise dreyfus she's just phenomenal and then again david duchovny you know is the cast is just stupid awesome in this thing too so a great combination of great talent in this movie with a greatly written um you know premise and, and with some really awesome subject matter that needs to be discussed and you know what great timing with this with everything that's going on right now you know this is appropriate this was based around 2022 but oh can i also add that rhea perma was uh made an appearance here rhea perlman from you know um from cheers made it like i haven't seen rhea perlman in ages the guy from barney miller was also here as well so a lot of great stars from past present and future are in this movie and it was just so great if you i mean this is like i i think you could watch this even with or without you know a, a couple this was just a funny movie but if you're in a interracial relationship or marriage i think and or if you just a person who just like great comedy that this movie just give it's for it's a it's a movie for everybody and especially for those who don't understand these cultural struggles that we go through i think this is a it was a very easy watch friendly way to understand those things just like blackish was blackish what i loved about blackish was that they made it, it kenya barris made it so easy for people to enjoy but also understand some really key points of society and and, and, and culture and in a way that it doesn't really it doesn't go hard but it goes just hard enough to when when it's time to really get into that situation we're gonna get in that situation but you're not gonna run away from that situation you're gonna just sit there and understand because we're not yelling at you we're we're just calmly telling you why this is an issue why we need to work on this why this needs to happen and why this is what's why this is going on one of my favorite blackish episodes was lemonade which was the episode where it was right literally i don't know how fast they did this but it was literally right after you know uh donald trump was elected president this episode immediately came on as if they were preparing for it and anthony anderson did this speech that it was so moving it was like literally it was it was the opposite of i have a dream speech but it was like i have a nightmare speech that he did in his office because he was angry he was frustrated at what was about to happen in the last in the next few years and it did it was so much to the case it was so much to the case that you could see how emotional it was to do that scene wanda sykes you could see the gleam in her eyes that she was tearing up in there and i was like i was it was heart it was heartbreaking it was emotionally heartbreaking you could not watch that and not cry about what was going on right now in that moment in our society so kenya barris has a great way of doing that and expressing that and kudos to him for doing that and kudos to him for doing this movie go out of your way check this out if i have to grade it <laughs> this gets an a plus for me it's just one of the reasons why you need to have netflix in your life still like netflix is not down for the count by any stretch having a movie like this was really good I, I don't know if this i don't know where this is in the top 10 if it made the top 10 but this movie was a must this movie is a must for anybody it's just great comedy but great awareness as well conscious comedy i re, I, I compare this movie to anything a tribe called quest has ever written in hip-hop 
<laughs> it's 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 in that same realm so go anyway check it out it's available right now on netflix folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live um a lot going on but we will be back next week i, I got sports story for a select start that i'm going to be reviewing so stay tuned for that there's some other things that is going to be talked about next week and down the line i'm um still waiting to lock down a few interviews to come and um fan expo is coming in june so i definitely will be there for a lot of reasons but what i'll be doing i cannot announce yet so stay tuned for that because everything's in a working right now but things are going to be in the work people are coming so we'll see how that goes off and uh we'll go from there but for now if you like this episode and every episode of acmg presents talk time live and our extra podcast with notice select start you can check it out on talktimelive.com all of our audio episodes our video exclusives our media exclusives are all there you can check them out there as well as blog entries that i put in for events that i've been to um things that i've purchased that you may be interested in and want to check out it's all there easy place to check out i got a search engine easy really great search engine for the website that you can find specific episodes specific reviews of games and movies that i've done it's all there but if you're one of those who like to subscribe and download on podcast platforms, we are everywhere where podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean. Tune in, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. If you're on Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live. We're on there too. You can listen on that platform. Um, if you listen on that platform, I just want to say they took out the ability to put a audio player in the browser version, but you can still click on it and it'll go to another tab it'll create another open another window or another tab and you can listen to it there or you could go on their tumblr app and you can listen to it on there because they do have an audio player on there for some reason it plays on there but not there i've tried to reach out to them i've reached out to them many a times and they just won't answer the question as to why they've taken that out or whatever like that but you can still listen to it on there so go out of your way check it out it's all there as well and we will be back for the rest of the week on new content new news and much more so folks that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dex Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care and go Eagles. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.